What's going on, guys? You are listening to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast, hosted by myself, Jonathan Pajak. And I just want to let you guys know the purpose of this podcast is to help all of you guys, photographers, videographers in this awesome industry, grow your business. That is the main purpose here. If you want to access anything I reference in this episode, be sure to head down to the show notes of the episode for additional information. Enough talking. Let's get right into it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Lens Culture Photography Podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode. I have a good friend of mine. We've worked together so many times in the past, and she recently just started her own business. I'm excited to have her on to talk a little bit about like vendor relationships, let you guys hear more about her. Um, her name's Delaney, so I'm going to let her introduce herself a little bit, and then we'll kind of hop right into the main topics and everything. So Delaney, take it away. Hello, my name is Delaney Driver, and I am the owner of Wildermind Events. Um, I have been in the event wedding industry for a little over two years now, but recently started my own business doing just wedding planning. Um, and that started in, in March, so fairly new as far as being on my own. Um, but like I said, I've been in the industry for two years, really, really love what I do. Um, and you hit yeah, the ground yeah. running too. Like when, when you started, I was like next by literally a week after you, you like launched, you started your Instagram and stuff. I saw you posting so much. You already had like a style shoot going. I was like, dang, <laughs> she's putting pedal to the metal. Was it, was yeah. it nice transitioning to doing your own thing or did you kind of miss the camaraderie of a team based or? Um, well, for me, in the time frame that I transitioned, I actually, I started my business about two weeks before COVID. So, um, it, it did allow me more time mm -hmm. to do the back end of yeah. things. Uh, so that was the good news. The bad news is I was really relying on like in-person networking events yeah. and, um, promoting myself in that way. Mm -hmm. So uh, I did feel like a bit of a scramble at first getting shoots together and just getting content because yeah. what I had planned kind of fell through. But um, I would say the way that the timing of it all has kind of worked out is that whole month of April was, was me establishing, you know, my website, my Instagram, reaching out to people individually and them actually having time to mm -hmm. have conversations with me as well because we all yeah. were weren't doing anything. Um, and then once summer hit, that's when I like had all these styled shoots planned. Yeah. Um, and that's been, I would say the, the biggest help for me as far as like social media following and meeting people that I haven't met before, or even reconnecting with, with past vendors has, have been mm -hmm. these styled shoots because yeah. I've been able to get really, really creative with them and everyone's like dying to do creative things. So the, yeah, the timing right, exactly. for that has been, has been good um and spring starting to pick up a lot more for mm -hmm. me i have a few in the fall so this is about where i thought i would would be even without covid you know a yeah. few in the fall and then spring and so um, yeah i was been good like sidebarring i was saying to um a few other vendor friends of mine that like covid in a way like it did like it's obviously negatively packing impacting a lot of people but in a smaller way for me it kind of actually like helped me a little only because i was able to do stuff that i've been wanting to do in the back end and also i think that couples are wanting to secure people sooner so it actually allowed me like plan out my like 2021 a little bit better um whereas like i'm just winging when i can take vacations and do stuff like that right. based on whatever weekends i have available but now it's like 
like for this is the first year where I've had like 25 weddings booked for 21, like that many in advance, as opposed wow. to usually I'm like 15 or like 18, and then I pick up like six or seven more. But yeah, it's definitely had some positives. But I think that launching a business, I think people would, a lot of people were stressful. I know that a few of my friends also launched businesses during that time. Um, and, and it's, I could say like, I wanted to help out any way I could. And, but you know, power and three, and you did a really good job. Like I remember each day I was seeing like more stuff you're posting. I was like, dang, he's really getting at it. Like <laughs> to give you guys a little background, like how we met was I was shooting a wedding at sunken gardens and that was like mm-hmm. my second, or I think that was my first year in business or second year maybe. And, um, I referred the company you worked for before all the time, but I always told them to go to you. So I was really excited when you started your own thing. Cause I felt like our personalities meshed a lot better than some of the other coordinators yeah. that I've worked with before. Yeah, no, I, I definitely remember that. Cause that was, um, I would say within the six, first six months I was doing weddings as well. So we were kind yeah. of in the, the same stage of, of life with that. And, mm. um, I remember you like coming up to me and like just like chatting and yeah. being super friendly. You got the video to me uh, without yeah. me like really even asking for it, and that yeah. goes a long way. But yeah, I definitely remember that because I now I send everyone to you. Yeah, it was crazy because <laughs> like I uh, like I don't know like for pe- for me it's like I remember when I first started shooting weddings, I felt like some of the vendors didn't look like they were enjoying it, and to me like I never really want to do a job that I don't enjoy. Um, obviously, you know, we have to live, we have to survive, but like, I just could never, I, I could never fathom the idea of going somewhere and like hating what I do. And for me, it was like the aspect of like, I sit in my office all day, work by myself. So when I go to weddings, that is the opportunity for, to make friends and meet people. So I'm always chatting everybody up, honestly, yeah. but it's also just because I like, you know, miss coworkers from time to time. And that's like the only opportunity we get that. But I definitely wanted to have you on to like, even talk about that topic and specifically and like how creating positive relationships with wedding coordinators for sure and just other vendors in, in general um when it comes down to like a wedding perspective like what makes a wedding run smoothly in your opinion like on on the day of i know there's a lot of pre-planning on your end but day of like with vendors and stuff like what helps it run smoothly so um i would say the the number one thing it, that makes it run smoothly is just everyone being on the same page yeah um which seems like an obvious answer but there's so many times where this vendor is going off of their timeline and mm-hmm. photographers doing their own timeline, DJs doing their own thing. Oh, and such a pet peeve. They, yeah, and they all yeah. conflict, um, which is also why you should get a wedding planner. So yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, so for me, that that's pretty much the most important thing is timeline management mm-hmm. and then yeah. making sure that everyone's uh, sticking with it. Um, and then like just the team of vendors, whether it is someone I've worked with before mm-hmm. or not, everyone needs to be a team player. Things yeah. always happen. Things come up. So when vendors are there, like willing to help and adjust and roll with the punches so that everyone can stay on schedule or we're pretty much doing what the couple wants to do, which is, yeah, you know, the goal at the end of the day, then that, that's the main things I would say that helps it run smoothly it's yeah. like everyone behind the scenes has to be working yeah I can't tell you like each other. yeah I get so frustrated when I send out a question answer couple and I'm like let's say I'm doing video this this situation always frustrates me more in video and I'm like how many photographers do you have and sometimes I'll have two and then I, I'll like try to like I feel like sometimes the video couples don't really care to like let the videographer have a say in the timeline 
even though there's points where it's like crucial, like, you know, with photos, it's easy to quickly set up for something where video, it's like if you're setting up audio or lighting and stuff, it takes a little bit more time. But like, I hate it. I can't stand it when they have two photographers and they schedule like bride prep and groom prep at the same time. And they didn't add a second shooter on with me or something. And it's like, what did you think I'm going to be able to do? Like I'm one person or like when they do, like when I send them my timeline and I say, Hey, I'd like to do groom prep first. It's quicker for me, you know, and I, I can't fake it. Like you can with photography. I need the real motion. And I hate when they schedule like that at like one and then the photographer does it again at like three. Cause that's just not good for the groom. Like, he shouldn't have to be getting dressed twice. You know, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And I always say that like those, the timeline's always like a crucial factor. I think when, with the wedding running smoothly and I say like 10 times out of 10, whenever I hear there's a wedding planner, I'm just like, okay, I, I can relax a little bit knowing I'm not going to yeah. have to sprint around everywhere. But I definitely think that that can make a, a wedding stressful really quickly. If like, if they're just the couples in the mentality of like, just show up and get what you get. And it's like, we know what we need, so we're stressing out. Mm-hmm. You know what you need to plan, so it stresses you out a little bit. What factors do you think like make the wedding day stressful? Oh man. Well, actually, just kind of, I'm gonna go off of what you just said a little bit. Um, a detail as small as you needing to be there for video for the the bride and the groom, mm-hmm. like that's such a small detail yeah. that I would never expect the couple to know yeah. or even you know photographers they got their own things going on so like that alone can put you behind schedule by 30 minutes because yeah you n- not you specifically but like it just wasn't accounted for and then it's yeah. putting everyone in kind of like a weird um frenzy so um as far as things that are stressful and and not um question Something always goes wrong on the wedding day. Like, yeah. Literally, something always goes wrong. It doesn't Uncle matter. Bob forgets the rings or something yeah, crazy. Always something. I wish that I could use magic and say that I've done a wedding where not one thing has come up. Yeah. Um, but something always does happen, and that can cause obviously stress. So um, that's kind of my role, though. Is the couple? The goal is that the couple never knows, like, yeah, what happens. Mm. Um, there's very, very rare times where the couple actually knows about anything that's going on behind the scenes because it's something that I deal with or the vendors as a whole, depending on what it is, we all deal with head first and make sure that the couple is, is bringing the couple and enjoying their wedding day. Um, so for me, I would say all the way up until them walking down the aisle is when it's like the most stressful, which is like majority of the day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right because it's like I'll be in the reception room and then so-and-so comes and grabs me because they have a question and another person comes and grabs me because they have a question and I love it like it's it's stressful but it's like one of my favorite things to do because I'm just hopping all over the place like answering Mm -hmm. every question because I'm the the point of contact for everyone um so assuming that we're staying on time I'm hopping all around fixing all these issues and then once they get down the aisle that's when I can like Take a breather. And I feel like for us too, (laughs) honestly, for like at least for like the photographers and videographers too, because that's that portion prior is like the main timeline intensive part. Um, you know, because a lot of times after that we're running off whatever the DJs got. And that Mm kind of brings me like into my annoyance too a little is like I try to always do the same thing that you're saying where I undercut asking the couple something if I can just go directly to whoever it deals with. Like, for example, I, I, for photography and video, I, I want to know that DJ's timeline so I can 
know when cake cutting is approximately mm-hmm. happening. You know, stuff changes randomly, but I don't ever want to email the bride and say, hey, can I have the DJ's timeline? I'd rather just email the DJ and ask him. Sometimes it's annoying because they won't, if this is, this is if they don't have a wedding planner, obviously, mm-hmm. and they won't mm-hmm. send it back right away. But I always stress on my, on the podcast, like always try to undercut asking the bride, even the simplest of questions that's like a yes or no, when you could just go to the source. Because like you said, it just adds stress to them. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I feel like, it's like I remember my first job and it was like, my boss was like, you know, try to handle a solution first before you come to me. And I've always kind of like used that same mentality a little bit because it's like, it'll just make it a lot less stressful for them and just make you look better since you've handled the situation. I mean, you know that that's like literally the main function of your job. But <laughs> so how like important would you say having like vendors, like amazing vendors that you've worked with before, or at least that you know are good on the wedding day? Like how important is that? Is one of the most important things. Yeah. Um, depending on the package people get with me, I'll I either they either have everyone already booked, mm-hmm. or for the ones that they're pretty much like we need everyone. I get so excited because I get to build or at least help team, them yeah. build a dream team. And there's been so many vendors that I've worked with um, that I hadn't worked with before, and it it's gone great, and it was it was good, but um, I think what's really important about like preferred vendor lists for anyone is these are people that you, you know, and mm-hmm. you, you trust, like I would trust you with, with my whole heart with the wedding, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, a video person I've never worked with, like, yeah, I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that I can guarantee they're going to show up. I would like yeah. to hope that they will. And they can tell me, but like you, I yeah. know you're going to show up, you're going to do your job. Um, and that being able to work with vendors, especially if like I pick people where like you've worked with this DJ as well. And like, mm-hmm. we've all like literally have all worked together. I think that makes the day go so smooth because we all know how we function. Yeah. We understand each other's personalities. It's not like you're, and I know some wedding planners, it can be like stepping on toes and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some, can, even just vendors in general, like there's some photographers where it's like, yeah. they don't want me to, say anything to them because it's going to be like considered bossing them around or whatever so like that whole weird dynamic is just it's gone we know yeah. how we function and all the people that I have kind of going off what you said earlier are people who are passionate about what they do yeah like it's not just people who like this is you're just another couple to them like we take pride in every single couple and like you're not just another wedding to us yeah like, your individual people. And I think like, that's how it's changed so much too. Like uh, over the years, maybe months, even recently, like I think like now because it's like a social media, it's really in, enhanced the aspect of like ha- having somebody you even just relate with or just jive with. And I always say this in my, in my initial email back to a couple when they inquire or Instagram message, like, I'm not going to book you until we get either on like a phone call or talk a few times or even, I mean, use before COVID, like at least be in person maybe. Cause like, I mean, I want to make sure our personalities jive. Like I'll just be able to like, if I can vibe with you, I can always create better photos, better videos for sure. Because I just understand them. I understand that they, that they laugh at these quirky jokes and maybe they're super emotional and stuff like that. And I think that when you have an amazing team, like, it just makes the day so much more enjoyable for them. Like they don't have to worry about like you and the photographer butting head. Like my favorite compliment on a wedding day is when people think that me and the photographer or me and the videographer have like known each other for like a year or worked Mm -hmm. with each other. Like 
I'm always like, heck yeah, that means that like they looked at us and thought we were like a team or like we knew each other. I just always take that as a really good compliment because that's how, A, how you get good referrals and B, just like people like are able to see that, A, you care, but honestly that you're not just going to be somebody that shares a blade, just is like lazily pushing a button. And it's just like, I hate that rap that sometimes that photographers and videographers like butt heads but i always looked at as the coordinator as the boss on the day to be honest like <laughs> if she says we gotta go and like we're done with portraits like i've always figured like she's the one in charge i mean she's you spent the time to build the timeline talk to them make the day their vision like i don't ever want to be that guy that's like holding them back from cocktail or reception so i never really get the vibe of like bossiness i'm always like yeah you are the boss honestly like when it comes to the timing and stuff yeah like well and Kind of going off of that as well. I mean, there's definitely some people who like just, they're like, no, this is what we need to do. And we're going to do it this way, whether I say it or not. But I would say the nice thing about like working with you or just anyone that I know is if I was like, hey, like, Jonathan, we really need to like get going. We're Mm -hmm. five, 10 minutes behind. And obviously you'd respond and be like, okay, like we're moving. But if something came up where you're like, hey, the couple specifically asked for the shot, I know we're behind. And like, we have that kind of relationship where you could say, Hey, is this okay if we do this during this time? Yeah. Or like, this is, we needed to take this certain shot. Without it being really like awkward or confrontational. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to get mad about it or anything. Yeah. And we're going to make it happen because like, obviously you need to do your job as well. And like, at the end of the day, I'm trying to be a team player and work with everyone. And it's what the mm-hmm. couple wants. If that's something the couple wants, then like we have that open communication where it's not going to be weird I'm not going to get offended you're not going to yeah. get offended yeah. and it makes life so much easier <laughs> yeah and I think all of these factors guys for those that are listening are really helpful in just creating that positive relationship with like the wedding planners and other vendors too and I think a lot of times it's overlooked I talk on the podcast a lot about like how people in our wedding industry can like market for free and I think that like one of them is just really creating really good relationships because mm-hmm. If you could just be a good person, I mean, I've, I've found myself, I feel like, like I have, I'm on a few preferred vendor lists all the way on like Dade City, which is like an hour and 15 minutes from us. And as much as I enjoy going out there because their venues are a lot different than here, I do find it crazy that I'm on those lists after shooting one wedding there. And it's like, I feel like it's just because I'm not an asshole. You know, I think sometimes like they just work with a lot of people like that. And that's just how it is. What factors do you think of in a vendor um, before like adding them on to your preferred vendor list or just somebody you would refer if, if somebody or a couple asked? Yeah, so there's a few things that um, I look for. And one of the, the biggest things, especially if I haven't worked with you before, is your like response time. So if mm-hmm. I email you asking for, if it's a photographer and I email you asking, you know, do you do a timeline? Because I always like to see photographers do a timeline and I try and try and incorporate that. Um, and I don't hear back from them very quickly. It's not like you're on my bad side, but I do notice people yeah. who like respond really quickly. And I mean, even if it's in the same day, there's people who have responded within 10 minutes and, yeah. and I understand we all have schedules and you can't respond in 10 minutes yeah. every time, but yeah, we live in a quick world you, now. Yeah. Yeah. If you're responding that quick and you're answering my questions that quickly, then like you're already becoming one of my favorite people because yeah. It now allows you to handle a solution faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to wait yeah. a week to, to get that. Same with like phone calls. Like if I call you, leave a voicemail, even if you shoot me a text and you're like, Hey, really busy day today, got your voicemail. That goes a long way too. Even if we don't yeah. even talk on the phone two days later. So just like the response and like common 
courtesy of that uh, goes a long way for me. And then kind of going back to what you said, just be a nice person. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, be friendly, um, be passionate about what you what you do. Like, I don't want to work with people that just treat this as a normal wedding day and just go in, do their thing, mm-hmm. and then leave. Like, yeah. I want someone who's just as excited as me and, and is willing to put in all of their effort, you know, 100% every time. Yeah. Um, and then I would say another really big thing that goes a long way for me that I absolutely love, and I don't ever expect a vendor to say this to me, but when they do, I want to hug them, is when someone comes up to me and they say, what do you need from me? Yeah. It's been a few times where like vendors, photographers, um, DJs, whoever, even before the wedding say, what do you need from me? That alone already makes me like know your personality and like, okay, you're a team player. Like, yeah, we're, we're getting, even if I we're working together, we're on the same page. Most of the time I'm like nothing, like, let me do my job. Like you go out. Yeah. But the fact that they're even asking that question, like, because that tells you that you could go up to them later and be like, hey, I need prep to be done five minutes earlier than what we had mm-hmm. because of this that randomly came up or something like that. And I think that the relationship is so crucial because, I mean, in essence, a majority of the time, they're booking you first, you know? So, like, I at least have I found every wedding that I've had that has had a wedding coordinator has always had the wedding coordinator first. I think wedding coordinator and photographer are, like, pretty close uh, venue always first obviously yeah, so it's yeah. like usually that's how it goes is venue and coordinator maybe sometimes the photographers so if they can get on you, you booked first and like I can be or somebody else can be on multiple wedding coordinators good side not even mm-hmm. on their preferred list just on their good side like if they're like yeah. hey we need a photographer we need a videographer we need a florist and you hit them with three four people that you like this person's awesome I work with them all the time they're a team player like that just helps everybody's businesses grow because it makes you look good that you can refer good people to. At least I'd like to think, right. I mean, I can't speak for your own business. No, yeah, you're so right. Because even like on my preferred list, like, I mean, there's a few times where a couple is like, you know, I like all of them, but I'm not in love with any of them. Yeah. And I have a whole nother 10 people that aren't necessarily on my preferred list, but I've mm-hmm. worked weddings with them and I'd still recommend. So I still yeah. have like what you're saying, like even if you're not on my preferred list, you still left a good impression on me. Yeah. Um, I still would recommend you in like times like these. So yeah. whether you're on someone's list or not, like you're so right. Like be kind to everyone, be like just a good human being and passionate. Mm-hmm. And it goes a long way. Like yeah. a really long way. And most of the people I refer are the ones who are referring me. Yeah. You know, like that's kind of <laughs> yeah. how this works. I want to refer someone 10 people and then they don't refer me because it's like, I want, I want, to work with people who believe in me as well and believe in who I am and my business and trust how I treat my clients. So that's kind of the main way that someone stays on my preferred list or they get referred more as we just do more weddings together because we Mm -hmm. refer each other way more. Yeah. And what's crazy too, is it's like, um, I think that for me, I'm always at, when I'm at the wedding day, like you said, with when you're saying, if they just ask you, like, is there anything you need from me? It's so funny how there's little small things that like stand out from each specific vendor. Like there's been times where a florist has walked up to me and said, you know, like, Hey, I put the bouquet right here. Will you grab the rings now so we can grab some shots? And I was like, wow, like the fact that you even thought of like that is really nice. Or like mm-hmm. just the DJ walking up to me 
and just handing me a copy of the timeline. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's really cool that you even thought about doing that or even printing out extras. Like, that was just neat. Are there anything else like acts or tasks that stand out to you on the day from vendors besides just checking in with you? Um, I would say that that's pretty much the main thing. It's just, it's just yeah. the little things. Like I'm very, mm-hmm. just, me as a person, I'm very much, it's the little things type yeah. human. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, just checking in or like, even if you're not asking me if I need anything, like if we have a 10, 15 minute break or even 30 minute break for people mm-hmm. are eating and we don't really have anything going on, like come talk to me or like, yeah. I'll come talk to you. Like, let's, yeah. let's be friends. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's hang <laughs> out while people eat. Um, so yeah, I mean, just being a social human being and wedding days are, are the best times to, especially to when and like, get to if know you people. don't, yeah, and it's like you don't have your assistant or I don't have a second shooter, like mm-hmm. it can get a little lonely sometimes, you know? It's just yeah. like you're yeah. by yourself. <laughs> On the contrary, what are like bad things that vendors do that you would be like, okay, nope, not gonna work with this guy, not gonna refer him again? Like, do you have any in mind that stick out that you've experienced or stuff you know that if they did, you'd be like, Yeah, definitely not wanting to work with this person again. It- bothers me a lot when I get a lot of pushback on like my timeline um, mm-hmm. the way I, I don't I can't speak for other other wedding planners and stuff but the way I go about my t- timelines is I ask photographers DJs everyone who would possibly have a timeline I ask them ahead of time if they have one I'm not going to just create one and then just forget about anything that you've been working on with a couple for yeah. the last few months um, that's not how I function. Like if I can make everyone's timeline work cohesively, then cool. Um, so that's kind of the way I approach it in the first place. So I had a conversation with a couple about a month before and we go over the entire day, exactly mm-hmm. how they want it. Then once I have all the timelines, I, I look at it, maybe adjust a few things. So there's been a few times where I've, I flipped things or I did this because the couple and I have talked about it. And mm-hmm. then whether it be the DJ or whoever is like, actually, no, I talked to them a few weeks ago and this is how they want it. And it's kind of like this you the know, pushback of it where it's like, no, like, yeah. I, Cause I understand like they're trying, they're like, well, we did have, we had a conversation with a couple too. And like, yeah. it's, I don't think they, they're trying to like, be malicious or anything about it. I think they're looking out for the couple as well. But it's yeah. like, no, and even themselves to too in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, even I themselves them too yesterday. in a way where Yeah, right. And it's like I think <laughs> that they also want the couple to know like like um I'm just not showing up too. But to me in my head, once I hear they have a wedding coordinator, everything I speak to them is just going straight to them. Because yeah. that's what they hired you for. Like why well, I'm I, yeah. I don't know. Like I know that I want them to know that I care. What I'll usually do is I will email the coordinator and I let the couple know, Hey, I sent over my mock timeline to your coordinator. So I'm going to work with her on that. And then she'll get with you since that's right. what you're being hired to do. And you want to, that's your part of your business. So I don't want to yeah. take away what you're you know, supposed to be doing and stuff like that. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that there's, you know, for me, there's only a few negative things I always talk about on the podcast that I don't, I suggest other photographers not to do. And it's like undercut people, you know, take away like um, certain tasks or stuff like that, or just like not care about the timeline in general. Like I'm going to get the best photo. Yeah. That's what I was hired for. I don't care about getting into the reception on time. Like I always say sometimes 
we have to remind ourselves. And when I say we, I say photographers and videographers, they're like, you're working for them to create photos that they're going to love, not for your portfolio. Mm-hmm. You know, so sometimes if you, there's a shot that's 10 minutes away, you really want to get, but you're already 10 minutes behind. Well, you're going to have to sacrifice that unless they want to, obviously. Um, like right. right. Um, how often do you find yourself like referring um, the vendors you work with to couples? Do they, do you find that they book a lot with people already in mind or are you finding like half the time you're referring or how often would that be? So I would say if I'm doing like full service planning, mm-hmm. um, then I can pretty much get them to book majority of my people. Um, for those who are coming in around like partial planning or even just like even month of. So even though they hire me for like month of planning, you know, I have a lot of month of Mm -hmm. planning that's in the spring. So there's still a six month gap. And the first thing I ask is who do you not have booked? Because I want to go ahead and refer anyone that they don't have, whether, Mm -hmm. even if it's something like really minimal, like if I can get my people in on the wedding, I'm going to do it. Uh, So month of can be a little more tricky because at that point they do have a lot of Mm -hmm. people already in mind or figured out. Um, But I'd say most of the time, regardless of the package, there's only two or three people Mm. that they don't have booked yet that I can refer. Most of the time it's the florist. They don't have, um, rentals efficient kind of the smaller stuff yeah vendors um photographers are actually one of the harder people for me to refer when they come in a little later because that's actually yeah. one of the first people that they yeah that they book so how um, far out in advance do you find couples reach out for month of planning so like four or five I, months prior um a little longer than that so it, yeah. it really I haven't figured out the exact formula because like there's someone that reached out to me today and their wedding's in October for a month of. Okay. So we have some that are, are very Quickly, close. yeah. Um, but then I have someone that I booked in June for a month of and their wedding's not till end of April. Yeah. So. Plus you kind of got in at a weird time with the planning. So it may yeah. have some say with yeah, that it's too. Kinda, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, if a venue requires planning or like really highly suggested, then they're the ones that are booking me, I would say mm-hmm. around six months before yeah. the wedding, even if it's just like the month of um, day of type type stuff, because it's, it's on their mind. The ones mm-hmm. who are booking me two months, one month, even before are the ones who are like, I didn't think I needed you. Yeah. But now I have all these vendors asking me 5,000 questions and they're all the yeah. same questions. Yeah. Come help. So yeah, right. yeah. It, it really does, does vary. Um, and I'm doing a, like a almost full service planning right now that's in September and they booked me two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. and I mean, that was obviously circumstances and yeah. And yeah, for COVID sure. and things that involved that. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's kind of all over the place yeah. with how I'm booking. What questions do you like ask couples to kind of narrow down? Um, which vendors to prefer since you know something that you enjoy working with? Yeah. So one of the easiest ones I can ask as far as like photography and video is concerned is like, do you like more of the, the light and airy or do you like more of the dark tones? Mm-hmm. That already narrows it down. Yeah. So many people for me and I'm like, okay, this is the direction we can go in. Yeah. Um, so 
at this point, like I just ask them questions about their designs. Like what's the color? Mm -hmm. What's I not like, how did you meet? Like, what do you like to do for yeah. fun? I ask them all these questions about just like who they are as people. As so the well. vendors can connect with them on that level too. Yeah, yeah. And then that way I know, and I'm like, okay, like you really like X, Y, and Z and okay. And you like the light and airy. So here's four photographers that are all light and airy, but personality wise, I think these two would be the better yeah. fit personality wise. So that's kind of the way I, I narrow it down more or less. Um, video is kind of interesting because the way that you tell a story mm -hmm. is going to look different. So like, that's yeah. why I, I think you're like the best video videographer in the whole freaking city because I don't know about the best, but <laughs> no, you are like, I literally tell everyone that. Um, but it, part of it is obviously I love working with you, but like, I really like your, the way you tell their story, you know, the day, yeah. the way that you do the audio and the music, mm -hmm. um, the way you cut it and edit it really is like up my alley. There's mm -hmm. some people who want like 20 minutes of just talking, you know, like yeah. there's like different, yeah. different styles to that. So I kind of, I'll send them a few like samples and mm -hmm. then from there I can kind of gauge like which direction to go as far as video is concerned. Mm -hmm. um, but I was trying to get them to get you. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that, that, that uh, <laughs> the vibe and style is so crucial. Um, and I think when I always, I always say like, I try to like, basically I try to always express that to them on a phone call that um, for me, I definitely want to connect with them. And I definitely want them to understand that like I'm dialogue heavy. Like I'd much rather prefer to use cute things that they've said about each other in personal vows or letter readings or first look or something than just like a, a song that anybody could have on their wedding film that I licensed or something like that. And I think that I always try to express that to them. And I don't even like for, I always talk about like posting stuff that you want to book. Like I don't post a lot of weddings that couples don't do that because I don't want to book weddings. If they don't have dialogue. Like for me, the dialogue is my most important thing. Cause I enjoy that type of film the best. Um, that's how I would do mine. That's how I want my film to be whenever I get married. And um, I, uh, I always try to push that dialogue stuff. Cause I think it's so much more enjoyable to watch a video 20, 30 years from now, or even if your kids watch it and you got to hear about how they actually felt in that moment rather than just whatever song that is by an artist you don't even know 30 years yeah. from now, you know, but, and I, I'd like to express that. And I, and I always try to like, I always try to like, let couples know that too. And majority of them like that. I think, um, like we've talked about, you know, we live in a, in a quick time, which I think like for me, like that's why the six to 10 minute films usually my most popular some people want longer stuff. Um, if it's more for them, if they're not going to post it on social media, mm -hmm. I always ask them like, what's your plans with the video? Like, are you just going to watch it in your living room or are you posting this and sending it to everybody? Just curious so I can get a vibe on who they are and stuff like that. Do you find that, and this is something that frustrates me because like, I mean, I blast it everywhere, but do you find that people send you photos after the fact, videos after the fact without even having um, to ask or do you usually bug or how's that work for you no I normally have to ask uh, okay. if it's someone on my preferred list that I work with often mm -hmm. um like you I wouldn't really have I don't think yeah. I'd really have to ask you because you're gonna send it to me yeah um so like you're not really people like that that I work with all the time is not really a concern but if it's someone new that I haven't worked with um 
I, I have like this little note pad that I like mm-hmm. write the wedding and the photographer and if they have video, I write it all down. And yeah. then I check in with them in a month or two to try and mm-hmm. get the stuff back. Um, yeah. So no, not, not always. I kind of have to, to seek it out and um, going really far back in our conversation with like preferred vendors and people I haven't worked with like good impressions is something I also look for, especially, well, really only in photo and video. I don't think there's anything else you can do yeah. then yeah, is no, yeah. edit editing mm-hmm. time. So like, I know there's busy seasons. Yeah. I know you got lots of crap to do, but if you, if it takes you three, four months to edit mm-hmm. photos, it yeah. that doesn't look very yeah. good. I don't think. Um, yeah. and it's, now, it's tough too. Cause like, like you said, there are busy seasons. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that like, for me, I tell like, on I always am telling you guys on the listening that I have like a checklist that basically I like I have for every single wedding gallery, wedding film that I do. And at the end of the checklist, it's like the day I send it to them, as soon as I see they watch it, I send it to everybody. Send it to everybody because for me it's viewership. If I can get mm-hmm. two hundred views on a YouTube video from vendors, it just helps other people, potential couples see it as well. Um plus it's just like the hype of like other vendors posting it too. I used to send it with like my logo, but I think inherently for me, I don't feel like I get as much as a benefit because to me, it's like if somebody sent me with something with their logo, I wouldn't post that on my Instagram. Maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. But for me, it's like, I'd expect nowadays everybody tags people that they're crediting worked with. I don't think anybody's trying to do that. Um, And I just think the relationship could be better. Be like, here's a bunch of pictures. A lot of times I even put the company's logo that would be using it. So like for venues, I'll go in and I'll put, I'll take their logo from the website and I'll put it in the bottom left hand corner of the video. And that'll probably entice them more to post it since their logo's there rather than mine. For sure. you know? And always they credit me or they, they'll say thank you to this person or, or they'll post me or something like that. And I think that that always helps a lot. I would say with coordinators, like it's crucial for you guys to get stuff back, I assume, mm-hmm. because <laughs> your work is a service. It's not, you know, you're helping and doing something so you don't have like something to post all the time. So if you have a bunch of content, I mean, you have a lot of BTS stuff, like that's obviously probably crucial for you guys too. But yeah. definitely, I always tell everybody on the podcast, like send stuff to the coordinators, send stuff to the vendors because positive Yeah, we want to use that. Like yeah. it's, it's a marketing tool for us, but like we also, I mean, like I want, if you send me a gallery, like, I'm wanting to post it too because then that's promoting you as well. And mm-hmm. like, like, look how beautiful this wedding was. Like, look how happy this couple is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people want to see real life and like, yeah, style shoots are, are wonderful. And that's a good time mm-hmm. to get like super creative and get more of the like detailed, maybe RT even crazier RT yeah. shots. But like, yeah, I want, I want real couples. Like, I want, yeah. I want the content from, from weddings that I've done, mm-hmm. even if it's like a behind the scene of a real wedding, like all of those are super important for us to use. Cause yeah. I mean, essentially as far as Instagram and Facebook is concerned, like that's what we're mm-hmm. relying on more or less. Yeah. yeah. And I think that um, a lot of times people forget about doing that stuff because, because of the idea of how busy we can get. And let's say, you know, you're editing, 
you know, Bob and Annie's film and it's like, you're done editing it. You send it to them, they see it. And it's like, you got three other to edit that you're trying to get done before you, you take a vacation or before you have another two wedding weekend or something. And it's like, okay, I'll do all this stuff, sending it out later. I've done that and I never do. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to factor that in. That's how much time it takes me to finish it. And finishing is not just sending it to the couple. It's posting it on a website, posting it on YouTube, sending it to all the vendors, doing all that. I even go as far as like, I'll take footage now and I'll make like content for TikTok or stories and just have it in a separate mm-hmm. folder on my desktop that like, oh, I need to post something on social media today. I'll just find something that I had in there, you know, um, and stuff like that. But I definitely think that, uh, I think that for me, I find it very crucial to send it to the coordinators just because you guys are always getting couples before we are too. So I always want to make sure I create that positive relationship um, with the yeah. coordinators. And I mean, stuff like it's, that. A, it's a little thing that, I don't mind asking people for photos back. Like I get it. Yeah. Busy. That's why I have my own list so that I can, mm-hmm. can follow up. But it's those little details and little things that do go a long way. Like, yeah, fact, I don't have to ever ask you for a video and I know you're going to send it to me when it's done. Is enough yeah. for me? Cause now it's like, okay, that's one less thing I have to worry about. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I don't mind asking, but it's, mm-hmm. it's especially it's to get back to you quick. Effort. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if they send it quick. Cause if they send it like, like, six five months later you're like okay well you know that's wedding's kind of passed by now i mean you can still right. post it and put some sort of different caption <laughs> yeah. or something or at least use it on your website but like definitely um you know social media wise like you can't say it last weekend the one thing i'm trying to do uh like now is i obviously i offer like a 60 second edit the next day which is like mm-hmm. super stressful to me because i literally come home and i'll edit <laughs> yeah, and i'll no. be up to like 3 a.m yeah it's tough but it also is fun because when i post something the next day after a wedding it gets the best engagement over anything I post just because of how quick it was. And I could tag all the bridesmaids and groomsmen and they're like posting it. We're like, I went to this wedding last night. You know, I I always, every time I post something next day, I always get at least 10 or 15 more followers on Instagram too. Just because I believe that that was quick. I'm trying to do more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like obviously it's nice for vendors, but like, yeah. When, if I were getting married and, it came down between two people and it's like, okay, I have the options where I can get everything back in two to three months, or mm-hmm. I can get a highlight film or even highlight photos the next day yeah. and then wait two to three months for the rest yeah. of it. Like you're going to mm-hmm. pick that person. That's and a lot of times, like day. I don't even tell them that like, if they don't add the 60 second edit on, I'm not doing it the night of that's for sure. No, cause I'm right. exhausted, but I'll yeah. wake up the next day and it's not fancy. Like I don't put a crazy amount of time in it. I'm just taking some beautiful shots or the ones I know I want to save for the film. I'm going to save for the film and I'm just putting them together for literally anywhere between 30 to 60 seconds, just something, just because if they see something, it's mm-hmm. mind blowing for them. And this is something I just started doing, but I for sure am excited to, because I know if I send it to vendors, they're going to post it too, because it's like literally mm-hmm. it happened yesterday, you know? Yeah. Um, if you had to give like three or five, like, pieces of advice to like, um, like a photographer, videographer, like from this moment to like get on like a, a wedding coordinator's good side, like what would you think of? Like if they could start doing stuff right now. Yeah. I know we I probably say, touched on some good ones, so. I know it's probably, it's just, the answer is probably going to just be like a recap of everything, yeah. honestly, um, which is totally fine. But I would say definitely um, reach out, like mm-hmm. be friendly, even after like a wedding day or if I meet you, like, 
follow me on Instagram. Like I'll follow you back, like engage with me. Don't be, don't be a stranger. Don't let like Mm. it be a one, one and done thing. That's how I've made a lot of friends with vendors um, and even got to that preferred level because it's like, even if we met via social media, like we're liking, we're commenting, we're communicating back and forth and like hyping each other up. Yeah, exactly. So that's like really important. Um, And then definitely uh just be a team player be easy going mm-hmm. go with the flow like there's so many things going on in a wedding we already have people that are stressed out the vendors do not need to be one of them yeah no you know? yeah. <laughs> that is our yeah. job is to be calm and collected and help yeah, each other if, out if we do this every weekend and we're stressed out that makes yeah. a couple buzz <laughs> there's an issue yeah. like be a team player um so yeah definitely like even if I don't expect this from people, but if the photographer sees a t- trash like sitting in a corner and has nothing to do and they go and pick it up and throw it away, mm-hmm. like that's also what I mean by being a team player. Like if you see an issue that's something you can easily fix within two seconds and you just go and do it, like that goes a long way because it yeah. like shows that you care. Yeah. Um, so engage, be easygoing, go with the flow. Um, and then definitely I would say just like as far as like editing, stuff like that, like even if I have to follow up, like I would really love to know like a time frame of when mm-hmm. things are going to be or edited. Or just send you way. a little something, you know. Yeah, that way I don't, I'm not bugging you every month. Like I'm not trying to be annoying and get yeah. you to edit things quicker, but just open communication as a whole is really important. Like when I'm looking yeah. for a timeline, when I'm reaching out to you, don't ghost me. Don't yeah. fall off the face of the earth for a week like yeah if you're busy tell me you're busy and say I can't mm-hmm. talk to you for a week don't just yeah. not talk to me yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just transparency say something yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah transparency yeah. Uh, I think probably like the oh and then be passionate about what yeah. you do is that it's really obvious when you're not yeah adding those really things up obvious when you are <laughs> adding those things up will uh definitely it's impossible to not have a good relationship with somebody when you have all of those, all of those qualities yeah. in your business. Yeah. And like I always you, tell people, like, want to work with that. Exactly. And like, also, and again, like I said, when we first started, it was like, it just makes the more, the day more enjoyable. Like I couldn't, like I, I, I went to jobs that I hated doing and I'd much prefer this way rather than uh, showing up and being like, Oh, I got to work with that person again. But right. that's the worst <laughs> mentality to have. But um, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I hope that everybody listening took away some really good points into how to create a positive relationship with a, with a uh, wedding coordinator. Um, I'm excited to work together in the future and I'm super pumped that you have your own business now too, because it's just enjoyable that I can refer you directly to you rather than just you through the company you worked with yeah. before. But thank you so much for coming on and um, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Delaney. Um, getting on a wedding coordinator's good side and just creating great connections with vendors. I've said it from day one on this podcast is crucial to marketing your business for zero dollars and just to being a good person and building a reputable business. If you can have two, three, four wedding coordinators, photographers, florists, venues that love working with you and are going to suggest you to couples, I guarantee you, you'll get 10, 15 weddings from those vendors alone and be able to build a solid business in whichever state you practice. I hope you guys found it really informational. As always, 
please feel free to shoot us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcasting app you are listening to. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Peace.